Welcome back to episode two of the Two Beers Podcast, the podcast where we drink two beers, and in that time frame, we talk about sports and entertainment. So um, this is actually our second attempt at episode two. We recorded last night, had two lovely beers, knocked the pod out of the park, and I screwed up the recording. He screwed the pooch. I had it posted and everything, and before I blasted it out, I was like, "Oh, let me let me check this out." And my uh, the voice on my end was all echo, and I I just oh, that was not good. So this is not going to be our normal format. We're going to talk about the beers we drank last night that put us on our butts. I'm not gonna lie. I I woke up this morning with a lovely. <laughs> did hangover. you? Was it the afternoon or was it this morning? It was this morning. I I did see a I did see a phone call at 8 a.m. from, from <laughs> you, which I immediately hit the fu button because I was like, nah, I'm not. I I can check Spotify myself to know that we already have 6,000 views. I don't need to <laughs> on the phone. And uh, then I get up and read my text messages that it was echoed. So. Be that yeah. as it may, we yeah. Uh, yeah we got into it. So so we're we're gonna we're gonna do this again and knock it out of the park again. And instead of a beer, I'm uh, cracking a Red Bull. <laughs> so what, what were you, what were you drinking last night that uh, oh, create that my... created that created this big snafu that ruined our big money? Problem? Yeah yeah. Um. So I had um a focal banger, which is the little brother of the Heady Topper. Um, from the Alchemist, and it was seven percent double IPA. So so good. So um, good. It was delicious. And you were drinking. I was I was enjoying the sweet taste of Southern Tier Pumpkin. Um, it's never too early for pumpkin. I was saying last night. I people have secret shames. I have none. And being a huge pumpkin slut is definitely something i'm proud of i'm that guy that's driving up to the dunkin donuts drive through window in july asking for the pumpkin syrup yeah it's true it's it is shameful he he has no shame but i I have shame when i'm riding with him even even this morning when i was sad that our pod did not get recorded correctly which i'm not going to blame anybody i even (laughs) had a little piece of pumpkin cheesecake so (laughs) the more pumpkin the better and not only and just so we know those are 8.6 percent so I had two of those that were a higher percentage and still didn't manage to mess up the pod. But be that as uh, it may. You kind of messed up. Let's just Be let's that just... as it may, I'm now drinking some Green Mountain pumpkin coffee just to double. <laughs> I'm doubling down on the pumpkin. Uh, all right. Well, you we're know gonna, what? We're going to get into it. We're going we're gonna to talk. We're going to talk Loma Lopez reactions. We're going to get a little bit in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Our, our lock parlays. If anyone listened last week, you definitely want to listen to us on that. <laughs> And we're going to get a little entertainment with some Millie Bobby Brown and some Stranger Things. So buckle up. We're coming in hot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So for first order of business is uh, Loma Lopez here. Oof. It still hurts. We are, as you may have picked up on our first pod, we are definitely fanboys of Loma Lopez. Or I'm sorry, of, of Lomachenko. So the loss, um, you know, was, was not great on, on Saturday night. Not great. Um, and so, um, uh, while we watched it live, I had it seven rounds to five in favor of, of Lopez. Yeah. And I, I had it 
six rounds apiece. So I had it 114, 114 all. Um, I would Andre, go, Andre Ward did as well on the broadcast, ESPN yeah, broadcast. Andre, Andre Ward and Terrence Crawford, form the current pound-for-pound pound number one fighter and former pound-for-pound pound number one fighter, along with a lot of other guys, Teddy Atlas, former trainer of Mike Tyson. Um, oh, yeah, great. Teddy Atlas had that too. He had yeah. a t- he had it drawed. Um, you know, boxing's a weird sport where you know you don't just watch twelve rounds of a fight and pick a winner. It's you get you get scored round by round. So you can have an absolutely horrific round, get dropped in the first, and come back and still win the fight. Um, yeah, the, it's it's twelve individual competitions, and then you add up you you every round's worth one, unless the knockdown's worth two. Yeah. But it's not a cumulative scoring system, you know. Yeah. So, so the way the way I saw, uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan, Jordan rewatched the fight. I'm a big baby, so we'll, I still, we'll get we'll get into that. I'm still sour grapes about it, so I have not rewatched it. But I would I I believe each one of those guys had four four definitive rounds, and there were four swing rounds that could have gone either way. Uh, I thought the scorecards were a joke. Uh, Julie they really Letterman. were. Yeah, Julie. Letterman. If you don't know, one one uh, person had had it eleven rounds to one, which is uh, just a disgrace. That was ridiculous. Um, one seventeen, one eleven. So that's yeah, why, that was that's, not good either. That's seven. No, that's what nine three. Um, yeah, brutal. And then one sixteen, one twelve, um, which was reasonable. Yeah, that was reasonable. Yeah, you know, to me. Basically, there were some toss-up rounds yeah, in there. I mean, basically, so. every essentially every swing round they gave to Lopez, which just doesn't make any sense to me, given Lomachenko's pedigree. And you'll kind of get into some of the, you know, when you slow down the fight and rewatch it, kind of what you thought about. But that was my – I got no problem with Lopez winning the fight. I just think that um, – I, th- I think that a lot a lot of the showmanship in the ring kind of went into the scores. But what did you what did you, what did you see when you rewatched it? On the rewatch. So – I usually don't rewatch things, but I, I was looking at the CompuBox, and if you don't know, the CompuBox is the official statistics. Uh, and they have it live during the fight, and it's it's just who landed, who threw the punches, how many they threw, how many they landed, and obviously the percentages, and then they break it down by jabs and power punches. Um, so when I looked at the CompuBox the next day. Loma, I was like I, I saw it, but Loma's percentage of connecting was way higher. That's right. Um, and some of those re- early rounds caught my eye. Like rounds four and five were five connects for Loma and seven connects for Lopez. And Loma landed fifty-five percent, five of nine, and Lo and Lopez threw like forty-five punches in each round and connected seven. Which yeah. was like in the fifteen percent, and so I'm thinking, you know what? I didn't, I didn't remember those rounds being close. But if looking at the stats, they were kind of close. So I'm thinking, eh, whatever. Like I saw it live. I, I I've kind of learned to trust my eyes. And then Drew sent me a link on Instagram of Kovalev, Sergey Kovalev. Kovalev, famously got screwed out of a decision against yes, Andre, Andre Ward. And he kind of he thought the same thing happened to, to Lomachenko, and I, and again I was like, well that's one guy like he made and, and well his Stick point it, was that yeah. his point was that Lomachenko had all of the better cleaner punches and and, and connects, and I and I was just thinking, okay that's interesting, 
And then that's when Drew said, oh, Bud Crawford said it was a tie, and Teddy Atlas said it was a tie. And I was like, you know what? I, with this ESPN Plus, you know it's on on, dema- on demand, so I'm going to have the CompuBox in front of me, watch it round by round, and I'm going to rewatch it. And, t- and I'm going to look it through that lens that Sergey Kovalev said of cl- having clean shots. So when I did that, I was I was actually real really surprised because man, he was right, dude. Like Lopez has a lot of power. So when he was hitting uh the like the the guard of Lomachenko, it was there was an audible pop. And one thing that they kept showing was Loma getting hit in the body. But a lot of those on the when I rewatched it, a lot of those were hitting Loma's elbows and his arms, yeah. and, and Lomachenko was kind of like rolling with it and like kind of like recoiling and, and and like jumping backwards as he was getting hit. So those weren't a lot of clean hits. That's right. Um. So when I rewatched it, I actually thought it could have been eight rounds to four, Lomachenko. I don't know if that's realistic or not, but in the lens of um, clean shots, man, Lomachenko, every time he hit Lopez, it did not hit the guard or, or any other part of the body. It was right to the face. Tag. Yeah. And if tag. We, for, you know, for anyone that thinks we may just be Loma uh, homers, go look at the before and after pictures. And I got them, so you can reach out to me and I'll send them because I, I was just sick about this the whole weekend. If you look at their faces before and after the fight, Lopez's face is incredibly swollen. Now, I mean, Lomachenko got tagged with some shots, and to be fair, he got hit in the body a little bit. But you know, a lot of that was his arms. Like Lomachenko's face isn't that isn't that tagged. Like Lopez's eyes are blown up. Like he the was, was a headbutt. In fairness, late, well, late. I mean, yeah, that's not swelling. That's just the cut over his eye. Sure. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. 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 And that and that headbutt, by the way, was actually somewhat initiated by Lopez trying to. It, tie it was him mutual. Up. They were they were kind of jiving. Yeah, it was a tie. And, Lo, yeah, Lomachenko yeah. was trying to get away. Um, so yeah, I I agree. There was a lot of clean shots. Um, you know, and basically in a round where it's like, oh well, if, you know, if you know Lomachenko landed five and Lopez landed seven, like. It took. Think about. Think Who about, landed the cleaner shots? Yeah, and, hit, and, and Lopez, Lopez needed to throw forty-five punches to land seven. Lomachenko needed to throw nine punches to land five. Yeah, and five precise hits. So it's kind of. It basically seems like Lopez took the swing rounds because he was busier. But the fact that see, the fact is like Lomachenko's he's moved up in weight twice, which I know people don't want to hear that as an excuse, but like. You know he's he's an older he started his professional career later than a lot of guys, um, so he doesn't have the ability to jump up four weight classes. Like his body is what it is at this point in his life, so he jumped up two weight classes. So he's fighting these naturally bigger guys. He like he he had like he has to respect like power and reach. And Lopez had both, and he you know well the thing yeah. I was not so much the weight class thing, but the thing that was annoying me while I was watching it was. And even on the replay, you, it's even more pronounced. Lomachenko, when he would get hit, number one, th- those were audible thumps that Lopez was throwing. That's, That's why right, yeah. they kind of seemed like they were hitting cleaner than they actually were. Yeah. And and Loma did not help himself with his posture and the way he was reacting to those. He was kind of like, 
he would get hit and fling himself off the ropes and like yeah he, he he would try and like to take some power away from the punches he would back up and it almost looked like he was stumbling a couple times because yeah. the way he's doing it and and so it made made himself look like he wasn't handling it well and he was getting hit and that was his fault for doing it doing it that way uh, Convers- I agree. conversely when when he was hitting lopez clean Lopez was just eating those those punches for lunch. It was he 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 was absorbing them and coming forward, and so even though Loma was getting the more clean hits, it didn't look like it live. The announcers weren't pointing that out. Nobody, the only person who realized that was Lomachenko. Yeah. Because after the fight, he said he legitimately thought he won. Yeah. He was like, I can't believe this these these scores and this decision. He's like, I, I really thought I was ahead, which makes sense. Because in the 11th round, he had Lopez kind of stumbling a little bit. He And I, I was screaming for him to step on the gas and put this man down. Yeah. But he thought he was ahead, so he didn't want to risk getting within range With of Lopez. Power. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, he didn't really start the fight to the 7th round. Well, in his mind, he's like, I, he, I think in his mind, he thought he stole at least two of those rounds in the first six. If not three, because like I said, yeah. four, everyone gave him round two, which was actually really close. Yeah. And then he th- probably thought he had round four and five, which everyone gave to Lopez. But on a rewatch, I could see why he thought that, because he was getting five clean shots in, and Lopez was getting, like, he. they gave him seven connects, but none of them were, like, clean. Yeah. So I think I think in his mind, he's he's thinking, I got two in the, I got two early rounds. I, I, I you know, I don't know how Dominating anyone, the second half of the fight. I, I, was gonna, I don't know how, I don't know how anybody could have watched seven through 11 i know seven was a swing round but i thought seven through 11 i thought lomachenko hands down won those rounds i that's my opinion i think a lot of guys that have the scores closer say the same thing um so in his mind on the rewatch i had seven and eight clearly as loma and i actually had nine ten and eleven very close leaning loma though with the way i i I thought ten i I mean yeah I i thought ten and eleven were actually more more hands down than the other two but that's just me um yeah so in his mind he's like all right like i i've got two in the front i got at least at least one in the first six and i just won seven eight nine ten a lot i've just won five rounds i'm okay and uh you know that you can't sometimes you kind of you can't go with that i i don't i don't think he expected lopez to come out the way he did in the 12th credit all the credit to Lopez. He came out to win it. That's championship medal right there. Um, yeah, he loud, bared down yeah. in the 12th. His dad his, was trying to say, you know, play cool, and and yeah. he came out firing in the 12th, and he he hit his best shots in the 12th. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for a lot of people that are like, oh, this, you know, people that thought the fight wasn't really that close and making up excuses, even if you look at the cumulative total punches landed, Lopez landed 50, 50 plus in that 12th 50. round. 50. He landed he landed 50, 50. in the 12th, and total was 184. So yeah. it, was, it was almost a third. And Loma but, Loma had 140 total, and Loma I think only landed 11 in the 12th. So 19. 19. So yep. it was if you you back those off the total landed. I mean it, it's pretty close going into the going into the 12th. Yeah. Going into the 12th. So it is what it is. Um, you know it stinks. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. I, yeah, I, I I mean I'm not I I could see where where you could reward Lopez for being the aggressor, being the more powerful guy, and all that. 
looking through the lens of clean shots, I could see where you could say that Lomachenko won the fight. And, and so, I, again, I see where the uh, the draw kind of makes sense. Um, and, and for me, too, like a lot of people that are saying, oh, well, if he would have started a little bit earlier, he would have won. Based on what the judges were, I, based on what the judges' scores were, it wouldn't even matter. He he, it was basically like well, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, who's the three belt champion. It was almost like their mindset was he has to beat Lopez. Lopez doesn't have to beat him. Yeah, that's a good yeah, that's a good which way makes to put no it. sense. It's like he, you know, that's what I'm saying. Every swing round went to Lopez, which is just it's crazy to me. Again, I I had it one fourteen all. Um, I, I I again, you can't to me, you can't have a draw in that fight. Um. So I'm. I would. I would give it to Lopez because I think the twelfth was, you know, the differentiator for me. Um, and it just stinks because now it's like, I. I don't think there'll be a rematch. We're going to talk about where they go from here in a minute. Um, but that's why the score, the scoring is is important because, you know, Team Lopez now can be like, well, why why should we rematch him? We absolutely dominated him, and that that's not what happened. He didn't no, dominate. Yeah. I mean, I I almost chewed my hand off. Cause I'm a psycho in the in the in the 11th and 12th rounds. Cause I was so nervous. Cause I'm like, this is a close fight. Like I was feeling, I was down in the in the first half, thinking, is Lopez just gonna take all these rounds? Um, and then Lomachenko, I was like, in the second half, he turned it on like he always does. And I'm like, oh, this is he's gonna do this. And you know, I was like, oh my god, don't don't. I thought he might get, he might, he was gonna. I thought Lopez might have knocked him down with a couple of those body shots in the 12th. Um, and I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna knock him down. And he's gonna get the one point edge here." And he didn't. And then I saw the scores, and was, when I heard the when I heard the first score, one nineteen, one oh nine. I could. I was like, "I know." I was like, "Well, that's that's dumb." I, we know yeah, we, that's we, going we, for. we talked about it after the fight. I mean, Bob, you know, Bob Arum's had some some great. He's promoted some questionable fights with some scorecards, particularly with Manny Pacquiao. Um, you know, I don't think there was a fix in the works. I know the ju- the judge that had it scored one nineteen one oh nine is from New York, which is where Tio's from. Um, Agus, uh, you know, Loma's manager was was not shy about talking about that. Um, you know, I you know, but scoring's important. There was another fight over the weekend where one of the judges is being investigated because it, it was it was an incredibly controversial decision, and someone caught a shot of the judge looking down what looks to be him looking down at his cell phone during the fight, which. You know, I don't, I don't know what the result of that was, but you know, there needs, there needs to be more accountability on some of this scoring. Um, so, you know, I think it is what it is. Kudos to ESPN. Either way, the yeah, that know, was awesome. Without, without, without streaming numbers counted, the fight got three million views, going up against um, the World Series. The game, it was game, game seven of the Dodgers. Um, no, sorry. Game seven of the Rays, Rays and Astros was going on. Alabama, Alabama, Georgia had just wrapped up, um, and three million viewers tuned in. It was the highest viewed event uh, boxing uh, since twenty nineteen um, of the you know, year, basically. Yeah, yeah, but yeah basically. Fight of the um, year. Yeah, I still. That's that. That was an interesting debate too. Was that the fight of the year? I I still got to give the nod to Fury Wilder because it was such an event. There was was so that this much, year? Yeah, tw- February twenty twenty, right before the wow. shutdowns. Um, you know that was not a great fight because Fury. Now that's a fight where somebody got absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, Fury just destroyed him. Um, but you know, I think I think you give the nods that it's a, it's a little unfair because heavyweight fights are always gonna have more. I hear you. More I hear built, you. Yeah, from the all right. So where do these guys go from here? So I let me start with Lopez because I think it's easier. Um, 
He's been talking about moving up to 140. You know, he's been struggling to make 135 for a couple fights here. Um, you know, I I don't think he can move up to 140 right away. You know, I think you know as a, by pretty much the rule of law is if you're if you're a four belt champ, if you move up in weight, you're automatically um, the top contender for a title match. That's not going to happen for him because there's two two fighters at 140 have two belts: Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Both top rank, which is who Lopez is rep by as well. So it's easy to make the fight. But they're fighting for undisputed, I'm going to guess, probably February 2020. They both just fought a couple months ago. Um, but there's there's another contender. I think it's Costello is his name. He was the rightful mandatory for uh, Ramirez's titles. He stepped aside to let these guys fight for undisputed, but only under the terms that he's guaranteed the next fight. So basically, Lopez has to wait two fights to be able to get a shot at any title at the 140 weight class, um, and so that's not that's not going to be probably till 20. You know, that could be 2022. So right. I think so he stays he's got at fight somebody in the meantime. Yeah, I think he stays at 135 for at least one fight. Um, you know, he called out for anyone who doesn't know. He called out the two-time email champ. Devin Haney, and the reference to that is Devin Haney is technically the WBC champion. Um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of a lot of these organizations have multiple belts. You know, I think it's just a money grab to be able to get sanctioning fees. Um, Lomachenko was the franchise champion because he wanted to he wanted to fight for all the belts. You know, mandatories and boxing are silly sometimes, so that's they gave him the franchise champion title so that he could do that. Um, you know, I think that's a fight that can be made. Uh, Haney's got a fight in two weeks. Um, you know, he's fighting a 36, 37-year-old um, Gamboa who he's going to – he should win pretty easily. I think he can make that fight, and then I think Lopez can then – he can fight another contender at 135. I don't think he will. Um, I think maybe he'll try to take a tune-up at 140. Uh, Pedraza, Jose Pedraza is interesting because mm-hmm. he's Pedraza. a top-ranked guy. He just moved up to 140. Okay. That's kind of dangerous for him because he wants to be in title contention there, and I don't think he beats Lopez. So. Yeah, I don't either. Pedro- I like Pedraza. He's good, he's, old, but... he's just old. Yeah, he's just older. So like, I I don't think that's the right fight for him. Um, we'll see. I I the money. You know, I think the money fight is a rematch with Lomachenko when fans are allowed back in it. If he mm. beats Haney, um, I just don't see why Lopez would do it again because he all he only has anything to lose, right? If he if he if you know if he wins. You know, he would have beat him again if he loses. People yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I would he, like to see it too, but in his mind, you got to think he's yeah. just—he's just thinking, why would I do that? I'd just yeah. go do something else. I already yeah. did that. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm fine with it. It is what it is. So, you know, I think those are his two routes. I think Lomachenko's got the more interesting path here. Um, and like I said, get your—I told you the other night—get your Jurgens ready because I, I got one scenario that we're going to be real excited about. Um, yeah, good. I so forget, we, so I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. So we talked. Yeah, bring so it to we, me. Yeah, nothing. Nothing cures a hangover like uh, you know a good uh, a good alone session. But that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, I thought so, you were gonna say Red Bull. <laughs> well, yeah. that too. Same thing. Um, so we've talked about it last week. We talked about it a little bit here. Lomachenko is a natural featherweight. He's really a 126, 130 pounder. He moved up twice because nobody would fight him because they just didn't want to get beat. Um, so I could see him moving down to 130. Um, the names there, Jojo Diaz is not with top rank, but he's the IBF 130 champion. Jermel Herring is with top rank. He's got WBO. He's, he's fighting Carl Frampton. He's fighting Carl Frampton in a couple months. Um, 
The problem there is the winner of that is already expected to fight Shakur Stevenson, who's an up-and-coming talent just like Lopez. He just moved up to 130, so he's got he's he's in line there. Uh, but again, top another top-ranked guy would be a great Can Loma fight. fight Shakur Stevenson? What's that? Said, so can Loma fight Shakur Stevenson at 130? You know, I don't know. Like, I... This, I, that that would be it'd be a great fight like i mean everyone loves Shakur, Shakur. everyone loves Shakur. dude he he did he fight out of quarantine yeah he's fought he did he, he yeah, fought some nobody he, and, he was the first did, fight in the bubble yeah he fought a nobody who he just yeah fought. and that's he, i he, did he knock him out yeah he knocked him out with a bad body shot um, oh yeah but you know i i want to see Shakur. Fight. i think Shakur is great i think he's going to be a future star um I just want to see him. he hasn't fought like to me he hasn't fought any names and now now to his credit some guys have avoided Josh Warrington wouldn't fight him at 126 you know they gave him a yeah. low ball offer um you know so I you know I, th- I don't think I don't think Lomachenko shying away from anybody that guy always wanted to do is fight championship fights and top contenders which people frown upon saying he shouldn't have got those shots but you know what like in the era of everybody wanting to protect their zero that guy just wants to fight the best so it's yeah. not about money for him um and then the other, the, the big fight I'd love to see him is Burchelt, uh, another top right guy. He's a heavy mm-hmm. hitter. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I, I think 126 is a little more interesting for him um, because that is his nat, pure natural weight. And there we have Leo Santa Cruz, who's also, sorry, he's also a 130 champ. He's fighting Gravante Davis on Halloween. Mm, those are um, two big names. That would be yeah. a good fight. I, I still don't, yeah. He's putting his 130 belt up against Gravante Davis's fake 135. Belt. I don't know how that <laughs> even works. Um, but he's a 126 champ. I think that's a good that I think that's a good fight for Lomachenko to come back with. If uh, I don't know if Santa Cruz would do that if he loses the tank, like he's gonna fight Tank and then Loma. Obviously, the money would make sense. Um, and then you have you have Josh Warrington. Man, there's, so there's a lot of good options for Loma. And, yeah, and if they get people back in the stands. There's... Yeah, but here's – so here's the juicy one. If he okay. were to get – Shakur were, Stevenson's not the juicy one? No, the juicy okay. one to me. And also, sorry, and then another 126er is Gary Russell Jr., who the only loss on Gary Russell Jr.'s resume, who's one of the top fighters in the featherweight division, is Lomachenko. And say so he already who, fought him, didn't he? Yeah, in his third professional fight, Lomachenko already. But Loma wants to be undisputed, so he's got. I'm, I'm just naming you the champions. Okay. So that's there. But the really interesting fight to me, which would just be exciting because we're both big fans of this, is Lomachenko getting in there with an unorthodox, just flame thrower puncher, Eduardo Navarrete. Who? Oh gosh. This yeah. guy. This guy is incredibly fun <laughs> to watch. He is. He is not a technical boxer. He he is a Mexican boxer who goes in there and he's in there to throw punches. The Mexican style of boxing is you move yeah. straight forward, you're in the guy's face, you give him no room to breathe, you're always throwing punches, and you just come after him. And that's exactly what Navarrete does. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he, we, we're big fanboys of Navarrete too. Oh yeah. We love that guy. And he's and that dude. He just came up in weight class and he yeah. struggled a little bit. Usually he usually nobody can even hang with him for three rounds because he is just on people. Yeah, he's just on them and they can't hang. But did this did it go the distance it did, did they... go, it, it, it went the distance i think he had two knockdowns in the fight um yeah i think the guy was like by the end the guy was hanging on for dear life but yeah. he just couldn't put him out and again he's he's top rank um so these so those fights to and me they are, can meet at what weight what's that well, well, they'll be it'll be 126 126 um, i think he'll stay there for a while um after moving up um because there's a lot of action going on at one and, and the other thing about Navarrete, so these guys fight two times a year ish yeah he fights like 
five like wh- he, what is it had, five times he, in the past he, 14 months or something he, like yeah, that he had five title defenses in 14 which is just it, this is insane that's what they used to do 30 40 years ago yeah and he's he just does it <laughs> yeah he doesn't care who he's fighting he's like just give me a fight let's go yeah he just just Eduardo, we, we got we got we got another guy for you to punch all right point me in that direction yeah so i think yeah, <laughs> he's so awesome we'll, so we'll see you know i i hope lomachenko gets another shot at undisputed to me like that again he's not in it for the money he just wants he just wants to be in history of boxing so i, I hope he gets a shot um Real quick before we move on from boxing, just real quick, I'm going to give my updated pound for pound rankings. ESPN just did theirs. Um, I got Bud Crawford at one. It's been him and Lomachenko at one and one A for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much everybody has Bud at one. So I got Bud at one. Hopefully somebody will step up to fight him. Um, this is a little bit different from a lot of the experts out there. I got Earl Spence Jr. fight coming in at number two. I think he's you know what welterweight. I think when's he fight. fighting next? He's fighting December fifth against Danny Garcia. Coming out, he was what car? What car he was, was he driving? A Ferrari? Yeah, he was he was driving Big a time Ferrari. car crash. Um, and it, like people say, it's the grace of God that he survived. Yeah, it's a miracle. And then he, that was just this year, right? It was December of last year, I think. It was last oh, year. Was it December? It was right after okay. he beat uh, Sean Porter um, that it happened. Um. Yeah. So he's gonna fight Danny or Danny Garcia. To me, oh, Danny Garcia is a little puncher. Yeah. He. You know. He's a little pat. You know. He's a little long in the tooth. But you know, it's a good. It's a good tune-up fight. Um. I got him at two. Long in the tooth, huh? I'm gonna. Yeah. Is that what people say about us? Yeah. Oh God. I'm. I'm. I'm long in all my teeth. Um. (laughs) I'm. I'm gonna sound like a homer. I got Facili at three still. I. Above Tiafimo. I do, yeah. To me, he's got the resume. He's, you know, he's fought a lot of great fights. You know, it's like just like with rankings. You know, you don't fall. Yeah, out I, don't, of it. I don't agree with that, but yeah, whatever. That's fine. Like I got him at three. I, I mean, I agree with your reasoning, but I don't agree with the with that ranking. But that, that's, that's fine. Cool. Um, I got the monster Inoue at at four. I'm butchering his name. Oh, right now. in a way, in a way, and we haven't seen him fight. That's the, no. the they call him the Korean monster. I've right? only watched yeah, I've only watched his highlights, and he's he is nasty. Um, I haven't even seen the highlights. He's fighting on ESPN Plus. Um, what weight is he? He he's one eighteen bantamweight. He's actually he's 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 called out Lomachenko's name a couple times. So maybe that's a good fight at one twenty six if he moves up. Um, mm, wow. So I got him at four. I got Canelo at five. Anyone hating on me for doing that? The guy failed a PED test, so he's not getting in my top three. Um, I got U- Alexander Usyk at six. He's fighting on Halloween on Dazzin against Chizoro. I got Tyson Fury at seven. I only have him that far down the list because he did not look good in his fight before Wilder against basically a nobody. Um I got yeah, they almost had to stop yeah. that fight, right? His yeah. he got that, that he got a, cut. Yeah, he got a vicious mm-hmm. cut over the eye where it should have. He probably he shot, he, yeah, it probably should have been stopped. But ESPN, they were not going to stop that no. fight and mess up him and Wilder rematch. Um, so I put him at seven. I got Tiafimo at eight. He, he wasn't even he wasn't even in honorable mentions for pound for pound. So you know he's not he's not catapulting into the top three for me with that win. Um, I got GG GG at nine and. Nobody wants to give these guys any love, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to give the Charlo brothers. I'm going to give it to Jamal. I think you know him and Canelo got to fight at 160. Um, those guys just fought on a, a, a dual pay per view for Showtime a few weeks ago. I think they're I think they're uh, they're great. Um, you know, go watch some of their stuff. That's my pound for pound top ten. Um, All we'll right. see where we go here. We got a lot of exciting fights coming up. So nice. Yep. We'll put a bow on the boxing. Bow on the boxing. Yeah, so Bow on the boxing. Okay. Um so the next thing we want to talk about is a World Series. Um yes. they they did not 
play Thursday night. They are they're back in action Friday night. We got a one-one series. Series is tied one-one. We got Walker Bueller, Ferris Bueller for uh, the Dodgers, and we got Charlie Morton for the Rays. Who do you who do you like winning the series? <sighs> the series, I just like both these teams, dude. I I don't know. They like they got all these fun young players. Um. I mean, obviously, other than Kershaw, obviously, and Justin Turner. But um, the Dodgers, all their guys are like, what, 25 to 27 years old. Yeah. And the Rays are all that age or younger as well. Uh, Ares Arena for Tampa Bay, he's fun to watch. Uh, he's so fun. Um, dude, I, I just like both these teams. I think the Dodgers are going to win in seven, I think. Um, and – I I, I, I like to see people overcome their adversity, so I, I wouldn't mind if Clayton Kershaw, who did fantastic in, in uh, what was it, game, game, one, game, game one, one, right? Pitched, yeah. And then if he won, like, game four and then, like, closed it out in game seven, like, was came on as the closer, like, that that would be pretty cool. I like stuff like that, but... Yeah. Um. What? How are you? How are you viewing it? I I like the Rays. I'm probably a little biased. Uh, I just uh, I, I I don't I don't like what the Dodgers do. I think they get a little too cutesy with their bullpen, trying to pitch like nine guys a game. Um, yeah. You know, I I like the Rays. Uh, I I think that I think that they're going to be able to play a little more loose. Like I think the. I think the comparison that the uh, Dodgers are soon to become the Buffalo Bills of baseball. Um, they I, lose I, this. Oof. I think. I think that. Yeah, they've been. They've been the three and four years. They've lost all three. Um, I think Wait, that. If, I think if they that, lose this, they lost three. Yeah, sorry. They, they yeah, already, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. This would be the third. Um, I think. I think that weighs on people. Like, I think. I think they have the better lineup from top to bottom. I just think that. As those, if you get down the series or it's a tight game, like I think that I think that that starts to creep in the deeper you get in the series. Um, I'm I'm not I'm you know I'm kind of the opposite with Kershaw. I I had spent too much time and energy defending that guy for years, saying the Dodgers didn't give him run support, this and that. The last two years, he's had a stacked team and he has not come to play. What's good? The only the really interesting thing for me, without a rooting interest in the series, is what ha- if I'm a Dodgers fan, I am praying to God that they win tonight because i do not want i don't want to have to make the decision to have to pitch clayton kershaw in a game four down two one or in a game in a swing game five where it's two two yeah uh, i was looking at his postseason record it's it's crazy in the in the divisional series he's six and four in the championship series he's three and six mm-hmm. and before game one this year he was one and two in the world series obviously now he's two and two you know, you know, if he if he comes back and he just plays great, good for him. Um, uh, you know, like I said, too much time and energy has been spent on defending that guy years ago when people used to, you know, talk about how he was overrated, this and that. And uh, we'll see. So I got I got the Rays winning this in. Uh, I think they're going to win it in six games. So six, we'll, huh? We'll see how we'll see how it plays out. Um, I, I think this is on a collision course for seven and. Uh... Yeah, man, it's two good teams. Um, yeah, so yeah, this you, is a weird, weird baseball season. I, I don't know what to make of it, quite honestly. Sixty, well, they to me, like, they're gonna feel good about themselves that the two quote unquote best teams made it. it you know, it, oh, even though we only had sixty games, we had this crazy playoffs. Yeah. Still, still, the two bit what, whatever. You know, it's, yeah, to me, I think we talked about it last week in. Uh, you can't spell bubbles without BS. To me, this is basically the fall league championship. I don't really. I don't really consider. I, I probably consider this less of a real championship than the other sports, because um, they play. They played a third of the games. 
they let twice as many teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, the fan stuff, you know, I, I don't care about the fans not being there. Like that, you know, some people thought maybe that was my There's favorite. actually a small amount of fans. Well, there, there are, yeah, they did, yeah, they are playing this in, in states where the fans are allowed. But that has nothing to do with kind of like, you know, asterisks for me. Like, who cares? Um, it's just the fact that they, yeah, you know, you had 60 games. And, you know, you let twice the amount of teams in the play. Like, you changed your format completely. So, I don't put a ton of stock in whoever wins this. Um, so, it is what it is. But let's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got so Dodgers October seven, baseball eight, though. Six. It is October baseball. It is. Um, so let's let's go to our parlay. Uh, oh, hopefully ugh. nobody nobody. Uh, yeah, so I should have <laughs> I should have warned everybody last last week. Um, I am a terrible gambler, and yeah, we should have um, had you bet on Lopez. Yeah, yeah, we should have done that. Um, but I um. I, I, I have all the reasoning in the world, and other gamblers love my reasoning, and then it doesn't matter because I just get it wrong. Um, so last week we we only hit one of our three. Um, we got we got the race. Maybe that's why I'm uh, irrationally picking them in six. Yeah, maybe. So um, okay, I'll, I'll come in. Um, I'm going to the NFL on Sunday. And um, I, I, I hate myself because I had the Patriots covering nine last week. I'm looking at this Patriots game this week. Patriots at home versus the Niners. I'm the over under is 44, and I, I really am, am okay. leaning towards the under because the Patriots just played a home game where there were no touchdowns scored. They lost 18 to 12. Cam Newton said he was rusty coming off of COVID, but. They want to run the ball. The Niners are coming into town. The Niners want to run the ball. The Niners have a half-decent defense. The Patriots have a half-decent defense. Nobody's clicking here. The, the Patriots just played a crap game. It's it's the lowest total in the NFL, at least on Sunday. Um, it's of 44. and I, I, It probably means it's going to go over because I suck at gambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so you know asterisk there, but I'm gonna go under uh, in the Patriots and the right, Niners. Yeah, I think I think that was sound logic. So I'm. Uh, well, I'm that's I'm okay. usually my downfall. I'm okay with that. So <laughs> I'm 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 doubling down on my uh, on my Packers. Uh, pick. Oh, so no. I know last week that I was all about you know what until somebody can beat them I'm picking them and boy did Tampa Bay beat them. Um, <laughs> They close. did not look. They did not look good. Uh, but you know what? They're they're on the road again this week. They're minus three and a half. They're playing the Texans. They can't get their their crap together. So I'm um, I'm gonna conversely. Have to get... I think that's the, I think that's the highest total in the yeah. NFL. Fifty seven. So yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the Packers again this week. Uh, minus three minus and a half. three and a half. Yeah. I think I think they're I think I think they'll get back on track. Uh, and I just you know I. Uh, you know who knows will fuller this this is about the time of year where will fuller blows out uh, another uh, <laughs> another another hamstring after he's gotten he's gotten he's, he's gotten fantasy uh fantasy owners uh all chubbed out for uh for a couple of consistent weeks now now's the time where he breaks their hearts yeah all right so now we need to come up with our third and i, I was scrolling through the college football slate here and some things that jumped out clemson number one they're uh minus 45 and a half Last week we flirted with picking them, and they were like minus twenty-seven, and they won by like seventy. Yeah. Um, so that they're at home versus Syracuse. Um. Oh, what was the um? 
uh, Alabama's minus 21 on the road at Tennessee, and Alabama just beat Georgia. And I think Tennessee's supposed to be okay this year, but um, I, I think Tennessee's actually struggling. I think they were supposed. To, I think they came in ranked, and they've just been struggling. So that that seems like an easy one too. Um, Penn State's minus six and a half at Indiana. You would you would think that's another easy one. Um, what are you thinking about all these? You know, I was thinking let's let's stick with baseball. Let's let's roll the Dodgers. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. The uh, that might have been the pumpkin and this Green Mountain pumpkin coffee. <laughs> that was the pumpkin talking. Yeah, this 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 <laughs> green this Green Mountain pumpkin coffee's got my. Oh, head Ohio in. State minus twenty six at home versus Nebraska. That was the other one, dude. That's, I'm gonna you. That what, seems like they're gonna kill them. What co- what college football game do you like? I'm I'm saying I'm. I need a four. I just said. I mean Alabama minus twenty one. They're they are on the road, but I mean they should they should smoke Tennessee. Um, Ohio State at home versus Nebraska minus twenty six. That seems like a fifty point win. Uh, I mean either one of those. Um, Clemson minus forty five and a half. I, it, I that's kind of why because you need them to win basically win by f- like you seven know what? touchdowns. Let's, there's there's nothing there's nothing good in Cleveland. So let's let's roll with Ohio. Let's let's roll with Ohio State. I like that. Let's yeah. let's. Uh, and the let's, total was is is sixty eight in that game, yeah. which means I think they're supposed to win sixty eight to nothing. <laughs> let's let's give the state of Ohio something to be excited about for once. Uh, yeah, that's a once, noon one, noon game to, yeah, uh, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So we got we're locking in Ohio State minus twenty six, and then the under in the New England game, which is going to be our downfall. And uh, the Packers right. to cover three and a half, so Let's they're locking roll. it up. And I am I am playing these games, by the way. Lock so. of the week. Bam. Oh, all right, time for beer number two, which is already still trying to circulate circulate its way through my system. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a, um, uh, you know, because apparently seven percent wasn't enough alcohol for me, so. I, I kicked it up a notch to nine percent. Uh, Hop Cyclone uh, was a hazy double IPA out of out of Trogues. It was also delicious. I, I I you know I said it was so good. I ranked it a five on Untapped, and then but having it back to back with Focal Banger, I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> Focal Banger is so good. Um, but the the hazy the the Hop Cyclone w- was really good too. Um, and then, of course, you just kept drinking pumpkins. Yeah, I, I went for pumpkin number two. Uh, and uh, if I if I was able to uh, get to my Keurig, I'd probably get a refresher here on this pumpkin coffee. <laughs> uh, All right, so let's talk about um, – we, we watched this movie on Netflix with Millie Bobby Brown, Enola Holmes, because we, we were both fans of the Sherlock series. Um, and so um, – you you thought I wasn't gonna like this movie because uh, you called me a quote curmudgeon, old curmudgeon. Uh, accurately accurately quote me. Uh, I, I just I that that's that's the furthest thing from the truth. I am a lovable, uh, fuzzy t- teddy bear. You and... you are the you are the old you are you are the old man from Up. That is that is that is who you are. But go he ahead. was a sweet it's guy. Okay. Go ahead. Um. No, but I, I liked it. I, why didn't you think I was going to like it? I didn't think you were going to like it because the movie focused on <laughs> focused on one plot for a solid 20 minutes to get me invested, 25 minutes, and then you didn't even hear about it for another 40 minutes. It just went completely to another plot line. Yeah, um, well, they kind of – Yeah, I mean, 
it's a teeny bopper movie, and she yeah. fell in love, and so she had to chase this guy. She, and then yeah, she being little, we're, we're, little spoilers here. If you want to pause and go watch the movie, but um, so she, her mom disappeared, and she was trying to follow all these clues, like she was Sherlock Holmes. And her mom raised her, you know, to be independent and like do jujitsu and and you know, not not really worry about being a lady. Um, and her brother Mycroft, which Mycroft was played by the guy who was like the uh, Nazi fascist from uh, Peaky Blinders. And yes. um, so um, Mycroft was trying to get her into like her boarding school to be a lady, and she so she was running away trying to find her mom, trying to follow these clues. And then she comes across this bumbling boy, and she's like, no, Mom told me not to worry about boys. And and the setting of it is Britain, obviously, and it's like the suffragette movement, and the, and the reform bill was about to be voted on. Turns out this little boy that she, like, fell in love with was the, um, he was the rightful heir to the, to the vote in Parliament, and... Uh, his own family was trying to get rid of they got rid of the dad and then they were trying to get rid of him so they could like you know keep their their land and estate and all that crap and um her mom turns out her mom actually ran off so she could blow up parliament (laughs) because they weren't going to vote the right way or something uh yeah they they showed her with all these her secret hideout all these bombs and stuff i I don't know that's where they kind of lost me um that was it was a little bit strange yeah, because, um, I mean, clearly you should just bomb something if you don't like the way the vote's going to go. Yeah, it was like Sherlock <laughs> It was like Sherlock meets V for, Fri- v for, v for Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. Uh, but, I, they, but had a teeny bopper vibe th- yeah. through the whole thing. Because Millie Bobby Brown just keeps looking to the camera and, like, yeah. talking to the audience. And I'll, I'll, yeah. Which I kind of like. Normally, the, I, I hate that style. That's, but that, That's why I think the movie's just... It, it's, it's watchable, because she just has such screen presence yeah um, exactly she's, she's great and she's great in it um you know the cast in general is pretty wild like you already said you know mycroft is uh played by sam claffron who's a big big role in season five of peaky blinders which for all those peaky blinder fans we are definitely going to be getting uh definitely going to be getting into that in a few episodes um, <laughs> uh superman <laughs> sherlock holmes henry cavill's in there uh um, yeah and even Helena Carter is playing, uh, you know, the you know the, uh, the Mom, Mama Holmes. So it's a great cast. You know, I, again, Millie Bobby Brown. Anything she's in, she does. I mean, she even made the Godzilla King of the Monster sequel incredibly enjoyable and watchable. Um, Which? How many Godzillas are there? Where? I mean, I think there's about thirty Godzillas. But in the new monster universe uh, that they've created, the first Godzilla. What came year out, did that one come out? Yeah, the first the first one came out in 2014. That she was, was in that one? No, she was not. That was borderline unwatchable. Um, and Brian oh, borderline? Was in that. The the sequel came out in 2018, and that's they they basically they got they, they didn't have really any of the same main characters, and they replaced it with a kind of a kind of a new story. Just follow it's basically. But the two movies were linked. Yeah, they, they were. were yeah, they were. The it, was sub- was it was subsequent events, but it used okay. it used new characters. So. Um, She's great in that, like I said. Transformer style. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically. <laughs> only, uh, only the sequel wasn't absolute crap and thrown together to just make two hundred million dollars. Um, eh, meh. So you know, I, I'll have to take I, your uh, opinion on that because yeah, I, I thought, ain't watching yeah, that crap. I thought she was great in it. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna be actually. You know what? I'm maybe I'm not far off. I, I gave it a six and a half out of ten. I definitely recommend watching it. Um, because again, Godzilla one. No, no, no! Sorry, I'm back on uh, Anola Holmes. Uh, oh, oh, oh! King of, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, definitely. Gosh. 
all definitely, over the place. Definitely throw for, if, as far as monster movies go, I'm gonna give that a seven and a half out of ten. Oh my god! Wait, if you got no, no. If, if you got okay, H- all right, whatever. All right, if, whatever. If you got HBO, as far as like a general movie, it's probably like a four. But right. <laughs> instead of talking for monster movies, okay, so, all right, I got you. Yeah, I gave I you know I thought I thought Enola Holmes. I had six and a half out of ten. Enola uh, Holmes. Yeah, so she ends up getting this dude back into Parliament. Um, and and then he votes the right way and they you know oh so so the the crazy part about it is so they get they get the suffer the reform bill voted on yep and it's like oh cool she's gonna go hang out with her mom back at the back at the house now and they could like do archery and stuff again yeah and the mom's like they have this scene where it's like you know honey i have to go fight the good fight or whatever and she's like i know mother and it's like no, I don't. Know. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? That's what I'm why, saying. That's what are you doing like, next? Yeah, like, go. Why yeah. don't you go hang out with your like 12 year old daughter? Like, yeah, what's going on? It made no that. That's like that. That just that whole that whole thing just made it. I wish they would have went a different way. And the dad was already dead. Was he gone or dead? The the Sherlock and Enola and Mycroft. Dad. I think he died. I mean, so yeah. this 12 year old's gonna go live with the estate by herself with just like servants or something? No, she's not. Uh, she's she's not going back. She's just gonna. She's gonna live on her own in an apartment in London. That she's not going back to the estate. Oh, well, I don't think. Who's living at the estate? Nobody. The the just the, the servants the are maid, there. Just yeah, the, the maid popping the maid, bottles the, and doing their own thing. Yeah, the maid's gonna be popping bottles by herself, having <laughs> having maid parties. Yeah, no, nobody was going back there. Um, yeah, she okay. did, Yeah, yeah. It ends. It ends with her just walking around the streets of London. Um, but yeah, again, I you know definitely watchable. Um, I have it as a six and a half out of ten. I know you had it rated a little higher. Um, oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't bother rating it. Well, that seems like a lame thing to do. So it makes sense that you did that. But. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's. Uh, it's not even debatable. Um. So good. Good on her. So keeping. Keep yeah, it was on, good. Keep keeping on the Millie Bobby Brown, uh, train there. Um, you know we were we're gonna we're gonna look at our we're fringe. big Stranger Things fans. Oh yeah, big Stranger Things fans. So. We're gonna go into our for three segment here, where we're gonna highlight our three favorite moments of of a series or a movie, um, you know. And we're gonna talk a little Stranger Things. So, I, you know, big fans. Um, you know, I remember I I first got introduced to Stranger Things after I had surgery on my hand and was way hopped up on some pain pills, and it made that viewing experience even crazier for me. Um, so I went back and rewatched it, and it was just as good. Um, I'm gonna hit you with my top three. You can agree. You can kind of chime in, but yeah, do that. So number number three for me uh, was our our boy Sean Astin. The guy mm-hmm. is just the, the guy is the MVP scene stealer. Uh, <laughs> pretty yep. much any movie he's in, um, he plays Bob. He plays Joyce's uh, boyfriend post post season one, where he's trying to you know he's trying to deal with. Uh, was yeah. he? On, I thought was he only in season three? He was only, he was only in season three. He was only three, in right? season two. Yeah. Um, oh, two. Yeah, season two. Oh, I had that backwards. I had that uh, wrong. Yeah. No, he was. I I think I think the beer is still in your system. Uh, <laughs> season two. I'm all he, hopped up on Red Bull. He's try, yeah, he's trying to help. Uh, he's trying to help um, Joyce Joyce pick up the pieces of her youngest son being stuck in a third dimension, being almost mm. devoured by hey, when it a demigorgon. Um, 
you know, the scene with him at Hawkins Lab where he 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 steps up to be the hero. Not everybody's getting out of there, and he he raises his hand. He's he's a he's the Radio Shack manager. Bob. So he's going to use those Radio Shack skills to go ahead and <laughs> to go ahead and re- rewire Fight the entire the demi dogs. Yeah, he's going to retire. He's going to rewire the entire security system of <laughs> of a top secret laboratory um, to go ahead and get everybody out of there. Uh, he's inches away from the door getting out and bam the demi gorgon dogs just the eat demi dogs alive it is yeah brutal. they just tackle them and rip them apart that was a great scene. and you know yeah, i the reason why i like that and we kind of went on this last week with the in our walking dead uh 20 minute tangent you know what makes it what makes it good is like in real life like you know i know i jokingly say that since there's not demi gorgons <laughs> walking around but in, in real, real life, life in a situation like that not everybody's gonna live like someone's gonna die and you know it was so like stra- Stranger Things is still getting its feet yeah, wet. Yeah, be realistic. Gosh. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, Stranger Things is still getting its feet wet. So in a scene like that, that could have went either way. Maybe they let him get out of there, and you know, they all didn't go- they do something real? Didn't they? Didn't he say that they had to reshoot it because they had something like real depressing? Like I don't know. Like, I don't think so. For like Stranger he was a, Things. Yeah, look that up. What I mean, not now, but like I think I think they had Bob like. I don't know if check. they had him like committing suicide or like uh, in a car car wreck or something crazy. Uh yeah, I don't think you were watching Stranger Things. Um mm, okay, okay. That's not that's that's not a that's not a thing. Um but that's okay. my number three. Uh number two was hard because I had my number one locked in. Um so I had to get something for Hopper because Hopper is just he is the he is the best. Um he's more of like a one liner guy, so it's hard to mm-hmm. pick a scene, but I just picked a scene that I related to the best because it was just classic. Um, you know, I basically shut my eyes and heard myself talking. But season one, Hopper, Hopper interacting with the librarian. So him and his, him and the deputy go into the Hawkins Library because they're trying to do some research on Hawkins Lab, the Hawkins Laboratory. And he walks into the, he walks in and he says hello to the librarian, and she just goes, "Well, you got a lot of nerve," and he just is looking like huh like he has no idea what she's even talking about and she goes i mean you could have at least called me told me that you were you were a piece of crap and you know a huge dick and he just (laughs) and then the deputy gives him a look like really and he's just like yeah yeah i guess i'm sorry about that um i don't know maybe maybe we could go out again next week (laughs) and she (laughs) she gives him a look at back at the deputy and it is you know, I, I I could just I could just feel feel the moment with him. Um, you know, I've had my fair share. You could feel that, huh? Oh, I I was right locked in with Hopper, but he's he's just so out of it as how to interact with this one night stand that he's just like, yeah, maybe maybe we just give it another try next week after I didn't call you after the last one night stand. So that scene that scene's tremendous for me. Uh, I thought it was really good. There's a ton of Hopper scenes you can go with, but that's that was my number two. Um, Okay. And num- number one, I think I think you know where I'm going to go with this. I don't think there's any debate. Um, the number one. Let me scene, guess. Let me guess. Go for it. Turn around. Look at what, Tell you, me what see you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. <laughs> uh, my man, Dusty Bun, his girl, Dusty Susie Bun. Poo. Susie them, Poo. Them, them up, up on the fake Susie Poo. What is Plank's tower. constant? You seriously don't know Plank's constant, Dusty oh, Bun? Oh man, them, them sitting there singing the theme to Never Ending Story, Never Ending Story, as the world is about to be destroyed. <laughs> Maybe with everybody listening on the frequency, 
it is you know that little oh, kid, all that, the yeah. boys are listening like oh, oh god. my it gosh is, it is dusty so, is the, so the, the fact, yeah the singing uh, the singing of the song itself between the two of them and the dancing is tremendous it's hilarious but even so going back to my hopper and joyce's reactions as they're doing like joyce is banging trying her to head wait against the, the yeah. cement wall hopper's basically like lost all waiting faith. to put yeah he, he has lost <laughs> all faith in humanity at this moment in time that he is listening uh. to these two kids singing this nerdy song um Dude, it's great. Uh, the you know the the actor that plays Dusty, he is fantastic. I wish I had his name on me right now. I meant to write it down. It is so good, and uh, you know it's a great moment for Dusty because he's proven all his boys wrong that he really had this girlfriend at computer camp. Oh yeah, that that was the whole thing. Is nobody yeah like nobody nobody believed him that he met this girl Susie <laughs> from Salt Lake City that from was science camp. So yeah. he uh you know he gets the win, but then he's got to sing sing the song and. You get the I love you, Dusty. He's clinking your mug or something. What is that? Sorry, that was my uh, that was my coffee mug. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> it was too much pump, pumpkin too, coffee. Yeah, too much. Now I'm all hopped up from all the caffeine. So <laughs> between that, the water and the beer, it's all it's all flowing around. Um, it's a deadly mixture. Yeah, but it was oh uh, good stuff. I like those three, man. Yeah, those are great. You know, season four has resumed shooting post COVID. They already had the trailer come out. That kind of spoiled it already. If you haven't seen it. You know, mute, mute us right now. I wouldn't recommend it because we're the best thing going. But uh, Hopper is alive. He's out there building train tracks in Russia. He's out in the gulags. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. The Cold War. Wait, is the Cold War over by the time they're making this show? I don't even know. I don't. Th- I don't know if. Ro- well, I did pre- Gorbachev I- tear down that wall yet? <laughs> I don't know. It, I pretty much my timeline for the Cold War is basically when did Rocky knock out Drago? Because that actually ended the Cold War. So I don't. I'm not sure if that fight's happened yet. Maybe they show that in season four. Um, oh, what a crossover! But Wait, what's yeah. the crossover that everyone thinks that that? Um, Oh, you were saying uh, the blue meth or something? Uh, yeah, in the walk in, not, in yeah. Stranger yeah, Things or something. There's, well, there's a ru- yeah, there's a rumor. Or that, is that I'm walking? There's, a, there's a rumor that blue meth caused the zombie outbreak because Daryl oh, apparently in season one when he's going through Merrill's like drug bag, there's blue meth involved. But blue meth is a callback to Breaking Bad uh, and my man Walter White. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. So I, you know, I think that I think this series will go five. I think season four is going to be all about. L getting back to Hopper. I don't know how she gets there. Stop um, clanging your mind. Sorry, uh, I'm the worst. God, an amateur hour. It's like recording a pod and having an echo and having to redo it. Um, so I think that maybe, oh, can maybe, you imagine what a uh, jerk? Oh God, amateur hour. Maybe maybe her fake sister gets back involved to help her get her powers back. Uh, I think that's the majority mm. of season. Four. Oh, the girl in Chicago or whatever. Yeah, and I think season five ends with them spending a good majority of time in the Upside Down. What are they going to gonna do in the Upside Down, dude? Trying to fight. I, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, you know, I Upside Down, isn't it just like a black it, place a, with muck and a third, like a tree? It's, a, it's like a third dimension in time. It's like a ripple effect. Um, is that know, what it is? I, you know, maybe. The third I, dimension ripple effect. I don't, I don't know how they're going to last in there for a whole season, but maybe they'll, maybe they're going to build a breathing apparatus out of carp. <laughs> kelp. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying days at a time, but hour, 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 45, hour 45. No problem. No problem with that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see how it gets resolved. Okay. Um, champ. Yeah, I feel I feel like Will's gonna die at some point, or maybe I just want him to die because he's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. One of, one of those little kids has to die though, as awful as that sounds. I think that's I think that's where we're headed with one of these seasons. The natural. Um, uh, if Millie, if Millie natural Bobby, progression. Yeah, if it's Millie Bobby Brown, I'm writing, and I'm gonna write a really harsh letter to, letter to Netflix. Or if it's Dusty Bun. Oh God, that would bro. Oh, I don't I don't even know if I'd get out of bed for a month. <laughs> I would probably wouldn't watch the show anymore. Yeah, I know that. well. Yeah, so, you know, I think that, 
I think that pretty much puts a bow on what we want to talk about this week. You know, you and your bows. I, pre- I know, right? Uh, appreciate appreciate the feedback from episode one. Um, yeah. You know, hey, we, think, we got an email address now. If anybody do. wants to you, let why us. Why don't you throw that out there? What do we got? Yeah. So if anybody has any discussion topics or anything else they want to share, uh, two beers pod at Gmail. So it's spell out T W O, two beers pod at Gmail. At Gmail. So and let us know your feedback. Let us let us know. We're we're bringing the heat. You know, I think I think last night I think that was, I think that was the pod that was going to get Blue Chew and Manscape calling us for advertising space. But uh, you know, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna keep bringing the fire. We're uh, we're gonna I blew give it. You, we're gonna give we're gonna have to wait till, till episode five now to get the blue chew and the manscape. I, I think that's where we're headed. But uh, you know, can you us... use those products at the same time? Uh, if anyone's gonna find out, it's gonna be me. Uh, <laughs> so really, I'm well. Good stuff. Appreciate the feedback. Quick, quick shout out to a good listeners of the show. They gave us good feedback. Our buddies uh, Teddy and Jimmy over uh, at the the Nightcap Recap Wednesday nights. Follow them on Instagram under at night underscore cap underscore recap those guys recap sports i and, did not uh, follow that at all yeah they recap some, cap recap they recap okay. sports and uh the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling it's uh interesting some good looking stylish guys uh you know check check them out uh yeah and uh yeah this would be the perfect part for our outro jingle once it's ready we gotta right. get that ready my, my tell, buddy my I, buddy uh leaving ranserary we, 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 we jumble up our friends' names on this pod to we protect do. their identity. We do. So, but, uh, um, yeah, so until next time, big kisses, everybody. Peace.